Good morning, Dr. Rudy. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me now better? This is perfect. Crystal oh, clear. Okay, great. So, great to have you here on this platform. Thank you so much for dedicating uh, out of your precious time on a Friday morning, a very family and sacred day for you and appreciate that you're doing that for my tiny little podcast where I aim to inspire a lot of people around us on resilience, serenity and mental toughness as it's our subject today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure and it uh, worked out perfectly. Thank you. So just before we jump into discussion, I would like to introduce Dr. Udi to our listeners. Dr. Udi is the founder of Inspired Results Performance Rating and Coaching. He is a sought-after international speaker, author and healer dedicated to helping individuals enrich their physical, mental and social well-being. Dr. Udi draws on 20 plus years of experience as a chiropractor. He was also former VP of Emirates Chiropractic Association, board member of the International Coaching Federation in Abu Dhabi, and highly decorated coaching insights to impact human performance. His programs, many of which have been accredited by the Department of Health Abu Dhabi, and help me here, Tressert, Canada. Yes, Tressert. Canada. An accredited and certifying body recognized by the Canadian government have reached individuals from downtown Toronto to uptown Johannesburg, across Canada, US, Australia, Africa, India, Lebanon, Qatar, Oman. You are amazing, Dr. Rudy. I don't know where you get the time for that. <laughs> he has an impressive lineup of corporate clients, which include the Bank of Canada, Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, the Man Insurance, St. Regis Hotels and Resorts, Jumeirah Hotels and Resorts, and other and countless more. Dr. Rudy has shared the stage with the likes of Dr. Andrew Whale, the father of integrative medicine, as we all know and is the author of several books which i love and especially the one that is on etology and the course that he runs also parallel with that currently he is co-authoring a very interesting book with dr ivan misner who has been called the godfather of networking and the father of modern day networking by swagger magazine and cnn respectively Dr. Rudy believes he can get you inspired and get your results no matter what. So, I am so thrilled to hear from you, Dr. Rudy, on the topic today, building a mental core strength and how to get our minds as tough as nails. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is, it's an absolute pleasure. And I, I really hope at the end of this podcast, people walk away, um, like I said, with tools to really get the results they're after in life. Hello. Yep, I'm here. 
Okay, I lost sorry. You. I thought mm -hmm. that I lost you for a while. Okay. So <laughs> likewise. <laughs> no issues. So I would definitely go with my first question so that I'm a very curious person. So what challenges are your patients and coaching clients facing right now? Well, you know, the biggest challenges I think are, you know, I did a workshop recently for a company in Dubai and I started with this quote and I basically, I don't know who, who came up with this quote, but it's such a beautiful quote that's resonated with me and stayed with me for a long time. And it's so long that when you type this into Google, it's hard to find, find the, the source. But the quote basically says to see the sunset and the night sky filled with stars is not half as beautiful as a dream is to the soul. And so when I asked uh, everyone, when I shared this quote with them, I asked the group, I said, how many of you guys considering COVID and what's been happening with the pandemic and stuff, how many of you guys still have a dream? And to my surprise, I couldn't believe that not, not only did everybody raise their hands, but everyone's eyes got all big and they were like completely enthusiastic about, you know, responding to this question, you know? Um, and so I think the biggest challenge right now is for people considering all, all the, uh, you know, obstacles that are happening in the world is to keep the dream alive. That is it. It's how do I keep my business alive? How do I keep my health pursuit, you know, intact? How do I, keep my social life in place? How do I keep my mental health, um, you know, just going and, uh, you know, considering what's happening. That is the big, these are, this is the challenge is how do people, despite what's going on in the world, keep their dreams alive? Yeah, absolutely agree with that. So what advice are you giving them? Yeah. So first, what, the first thing I want people to understand, and it comes back to mental toughness, is to realize that there's really two kinds of stress. And Heinz Selle, Nobel Prize winner, spoke about the difference between what we call stress is really distress or negative stress. But he also contrasted that with eustress, E-U stress, which is E-U is a Greek, uh, Greek letters for, uh, for, for good. So it's good stress. Mm -hmm. So there's these two kinds of stresses, right? And the only way to turn distress into you stress is to find meaning in whatever it is that's pushing your buttons. So what we need to do is we need to ask ourselves, okay, hold on a second. These are my challenges right now, right? Okay. But what can, how can I draw meaning from this? In other words, how can I still move my dream forward in baby steps? Because if you're still able to move your dream forward, you're really turning, you're taking stress, which is just a resource, and you're turning it into fuel. And mm -hmm. by asking, and this is what I love about the work of Dr. John D. Martini is he believes that, and I totally agree with him, that if you ask a different set of questions, you live a completely different life because the quality of your life is based on the quality of, your, of the questions you ask. And if you ask, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Yeah. yeah. Those are the wrong questions, Viata. you know, but the yeah. right questions would be, okay, how can I use this to fuel my dream? How can I, you know, use this to, to seize opportunity? What are the opportunities that are, that are presenting themselves right now for my dream? Mm 
How can I take the challenges right now and and improve my physical well-being? How can I, you know, move my dream forward? So it's really asking the right questions. That's the the number one piece of advice I would give people when it comes to mm-hmm. the mental the mental part of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of with the mental health and wellness also now a lot to do with that. Uh, and as well with job wise and money wise right so how, how what all that happens to us so how to 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 twist the question right so yeah it's about just asking almost counterintuitive backwards feeling questions because when when we when we see obstacles in our lives when they present the first thing we want to say or think or question are in negative in nature. So we're going to say like why is this happening? You know, uh I can't believe this is happening right now with a comment. So it's a question of comment, but the, you want to ask a counterintuitive question which is okay, hold on a second. What's the advantage of me not being able to run my workshops? What's the advantage of me not being able to run my business in this in the traditional way I've been running it. And by asking those kinds of questions, you're going to be brainstorming and and increasing the probability of coming up with a different set of oppor- you know questions and therefore different answers and different opportunities. Just real quick, if you look at what BNI, you know as you know I'm writing uh, currently co-authoring a book with Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder yeah. of BNI, which is a face-to-face networking organization. Viada, I think you've been before, right? Yeah. 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 And so I just imagine them, yeah. A, yeah. Just imagine a business networking group that relies on in-person meetings. 10,000 approximately different chapters around the world are meeting every single week in person. All of a sudden, they can't meet in person. Just imagine. I mean, that is a recipe to completely just crush a business and many businesses have been crushed. But what I commend be an eye on is being able to pivot on a dime and being able to say okay let's shift to online meetings and not only have they survived this so far in this pandemic but they've thrived and they're growing so again I believe it starts with asking a completely different set of counterintuitive questions mm. okay okay uh so I I completely understand that and perhaps we can get some challenges from one of or two of our listeners but this is something that we can uh answer a little bit later. So let me move to the next question. What can people do to take care of their health in general? Well, definitely what I just touched on now is part of it. And I have um I have a YouTube video that I just re- just uploaded and released yesterday. Um and it's basically talks about the six things you can do to prevent disease and prevent pain. And if you want to think of it in the as a kind of the flip side, these are also six things that if you do wrong that will possibly lead to your body and mind breaking down and therefore, you know, you seeing a, a depletion and a reduction of your health potential. But they're very simple things, these six things. Um the acronym i like to use or the 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 letters i like to use is basically a b c d e s so the a b c d e s and i'll start okay. with the i'll start with the s viada and just work backwards okay mhm okay so basically just want people to understand that these are very specific things these six things that i help people with to improve their spinal health as a chiropractor 
but it also mm-hmm. applies to general health. It'll affect, you know, your health no matter what you're struggling with, and it will help prevent almost anything you're trying to prevent. And lastly, because these are very human, basic human factors, they can improve your performance. Whether you're, you know, a, a very busy CEO, whether you are um, an amateur athlete, a pro athlete, whether you're a young child, you know, whether you're a teenager or a grandparent. So basically, mm-hmm. I'll start with the apps. The first, the first one is sleep. Most people understand that sleep's important, but I don't think we truly, deeply, fully appreciate how important it is. I mean, you know that if you deprive yourself of an hour of sleep, you know, and then two hours of sleep and three hours of sleep, there's going to come a point when your performance yeah. will start to decline. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. For sure, there's been many studies that have been done where even just looking at your reflexes and your ability to kind of respond to things in a timely manner, um, just it just it just it will slowly decline over time. So sleep yeah. is so important. And if I was to give instead of just mentioning these six things, I'll also give like a one tip for each one. Yeah, thank you for so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So if if I was going to give you one thing to master your sleep, there's so many things, right? Like we talk about. I usually break it down when I'm coaching people on inside and outside factors. Outside factors are things such as, you know, making sure that there's, you know, the, there's no light coming in the room at night. Make sure that there's, you know, you got earplugs in if you're the kind of person that's easily disturbed by sounds. You know, making sure you don't have caffeine, you know, yeah. beyond a certain time in the day, and you know, keeping the room cold. And these kind of outside, what I call outside factors. But then yeah. there's inside factors. Inside factors are are basically things to do with your thinking, um, and it, we know that negative thoughts. So if you're upset, emotionally angry about something, then that has a high probability of cyclically, um, you know, pinballing in your mind and disturbing your ability to sleep. But yeah. also, but also, Viada, it's positive things like. If you're my son, I can tell you right now when he's excited about going to the beach the next day, he has a hard time sleeping because he's just thinking about the future and can't fall asleep. So yeah. besides all these things, if I was to give just one thing, one very practical thing, and that would be to get up in the morning as early as you can, close to sunrise, and get direct sunlight. You don't have to stare into the sun. Um, but you want to be outside and have, you know, sunlight, not inside looking through a glass or okay. in a car. But be outside okay. and get direct sunlight. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm saying that that's important is because most people think about mastering their sleep closer to bedtime, like those things I mentioned about, you know, dark room and cold temperature and that sort of thing. But good sleep yeah. actually starts with a good morning routine or ritual by getting sunlight. Directly into your eyes because that kickstarts, jumpstarts, if you will, your circ- your circadian rhythm, yeah. which is all about getting the hormones, you know, kicking in and flowing at the right at the right time. So that would be the yeah. first one, sleep. The next okay. one is exercise. The next one is exercise. If we go backwards from the A B C D E's, and there's okay. you know I could spend hours talking about exercise, but just yeah, I can't tell you how many people have come into the clinic and have gained weight. During this lockdown period, because they've been inactive, yes, probably because they've been overeating too. But a lot of times, it's just the inactivity; they're not burning, you know, energy. Yeah. And so, I would just recommend to people: don't make it complicated. You don't have to, 
necessarily be a gymmer if you don't want to if you don't want to go to the gym you can work you can watch videos at home you can go for walks but you got to get in some level of exercise there was a huge study that was done in South Korea with over 100,000 participants and they found if i'm not misquoting this that people who do some moderate exercise a few times a week had a significant reduction in the probability of testing positive for covid for falling you know you know ill and for dying so it, it can't be overstated is just do something get active sweat at least break yeah. a sweat once a day would be my recommendation there just to give one simple thing since time is pretty amazing good. the next one would be diet and you know you mentioned my book etology thank you for that um i want to just mention to people that when it comes to nutrition i think what's most important is not necessarily what to eat and when uh, but when to eat and i think that most people are so concerned with eating this and avoiding that and yeah. they're not thinking about an important thing which is reducing the frequency of meals that if i was to give one thing on this podcast it's a little bit different from my youtube video so people get kind of a double the double the effect is yeah. just to fast more and i'm not a i'm a fan of intermittent fasting but i believe there's something more superior <laughs> yeah i love it that's good yeah i love it too and i just want to make a distinction because we talk about this in the book that there's two kinds of fasting there's psychological driven fasting and there's okay. biological driven fasting and psychological driven intermittent fasting is when people say okay you know what i'm going to fast for 18 hours or i'm going to fast for 12 hours or whatever it is it's just uh -huh. deciding with your mind that this is the time frame but i'm not uh -huh. sure that that this is necessarily the best way because the body has its own rhythms of when it wants to eat and so if you wait till you're physically hungry and you feel it in what we call uh -huh. your tummy tuck spot you're yeah. naturally going to have fasting periods between your feasts and it might be 12 hours i right now in the last uh, little while i mean i've been doing this for years but i typically am a two mad i eat two meals a day um and uh -huh. sometimes i don't get hungry once except for once so the last meal i had was yesterday at 4 p.m. and i probably yeah. won't be eating until my son's birthday gathering today at 4 p.m. today so wow it'll be happy hours. birthday thank you so much thanks so much you remember eddie that uh, you remember viada eddie when he when um, you attended the workshops at emirates palace yeah yeah so of he's course, he turned remember <sighs> yeah he's so, turning anyway he's turning 10 yeah wow time flies <sighs> yeah he just he just conquered his first decade so anyway that's uh that's my diet tip is just let your body decide when it's time to eat and for the c correct posture or chiropractic those of the, those of you who are under chiropractic care i would just give you a posture tip and those who are not under chiropractic care i would give you a posture tip and recommend that you go visit a chiropractor and have your spines checked the one posture tip i would basically encourage because a lot of people are working from home and they're zooming and online meetings um is number one thing is break up your sitting periods because sitting stresses the spine tremendously when you stand you reduce the stress on the spine when you lie down you reduce the stress even further so if you're driving a lot break your drives up into 20 minutes put the seat all the way back flat or get out of the car if you're okay. working from home set up your workstation so you're standing and taking sitting breaks 
not the other way around. Um, the okay. breathing tip I'll give you for the B is basically to breathe from your diaphragm. I have a YouTube video on that if you want to go into detail. It's about 20 minutes long um, and it okay. goes into the importance of it. And the last one is A for attitude, which we've already touched on. And that is to just change your questions. That's it. Yeah. Just when you, yeah. when you get emotional, just ask yourself, hold on a second. What's the advantage of me not being able to travel and do this? What is yeah. the advantage of my business not being able to run the, the way it traditionally is run? What's the advantage of being at home right now without a job? What yeah. is the advantage? I don't care what the negative, what the quote distress is. You turn it into yeah. you stress by asking a different set of questions. I'm going to stop now because I'm aware of the time and we're about 50 yeah. seconds over. So I'll turn it yeah. over to you. No, it's it's fine because really it's you're you're touching on so important uh, subjects, and I think that the people are so curious about all of those questions. And we need to get more often inspiring advices such as that. And I am asking myself, okay, so for example, let's say I started my own coaching private small business, and then why why doesn't doesn't it work? Why do I do, I don't I don't have uh, client why the the business is so slow why people doesn't have don't don't have or don't have um, allotted the money for that etc etc yeah so i understand as a as a uh, sort of startup entrepreneur so that it's always a question that you will have buzzing in your mind and i get that that by changing the attitude question as you said also earlier it will be completely changing the way of your thought, isn't it? So I will start thinking now by not having client or by having challenge, challenging clients that are always questioning about the money or are always discounting the value or the service. So what could I create? What could I invent to do it differently, right? So what could I do to make my business work in that time? As example, yeah? Absolutely. You're right. That yeah. the the questions change the way you think, yeah. because the yeah. mind has a tendency to you to snap judge something, and say, yeah. okay, um, you know, why are why is my business you know not doing well, and that might yeah. not be necessarily a bad question because it's going to get you thinking about all right, the other side of the question, the flip side is going to be, what could I do to better connect with clients? What could I yeah. do? to add, to help clients perceive more value in what I do. Yeah. And when a client doesn't, when a client basically says that they can't afford it, what they're saying to you is you haven't connected your product or service to what's dearest to me because yeah. people, some people just right now, of course they have, a, they barely have a budget for the, for basic human, human necessities, but absolutely. Um, yeah, but there's some people that are truly spending money. And if you're a listener right now and you, you look at yourself, you're probably spending money on things that are not necessarily going to help you with your legacy. And most people don't yeah. even think legacy. They just think short term. But if you're if you ask those kinds of questions, like what could I do to help my clients see the value in what I'm doing? Yeah, appreciate the value of what I'm doing every time. And I just spoke to a sales group. Every time um, you don't close a deal, it's basically feedback to adjust your communication. Absolutely. And if, yeah. 
I love that. Yeah, and if, yeah, yeah, and feedback to adjust the way you're thinking about serving your clients. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So I just have one last question because this is something sure. perhaps very very common question as well for other people. So when do you know when to quit? For example, you bang, bang, bang. So you ask, you persevere. So you uh, you, you knock on the door. So taking the example of the sales group that you are talking. So, so yeah. when do you know when to stop, Dr. Udi? When do you know that so it's I, no I, more worth to, to, to invest your time and energy in something that you're pursuing? Okay. So if you're ta- on, a, on a client level, like if you're talking about when to quit with a particular client. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Client, yeah. businesses. Uh, so uh, let's say yeah. proposals that you sent, but it never came back to you or, or, you know, keep on chasing, but it never, nothing comes out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think what I would recommend is I'm going to address this at two levels. Okay. The first level yeah. is when to quit chasing your dream as a, a, as a whole. And at a smaller level, when do you quit, con- you know, connecting, reconnecting, following up with clients? Right. So if we start with the client one, if you have a client and you've presented to them and they didn't, they chose not to buy or they didn't want to, they didn't get back to you right away. You know, you, you definitely want to keep the relationship alive, but you, I yeah. don't think following up should just be for the sake of following up and just saying, oh, did you get a chance to review the proposal or that kind of thing? I think I would yeah. follow up in a more meaningful way. And that is when something, when you think of something in the community or in the world that's relevant to this person, you could say, hey, look, I, I came across this article. I thought this might be of interest to you. So what you're doing is you're trying to, you're continually serving the person and giving them valuable information so that you keep the relationship and the communication channel alive. So really yeah. you never, you never quit there because as long as that you value that relationship and the potential that that relationship could bring, you just keep it alive by just continually seeding it and watering it, if you will, but not in a manipulative salesy way, but in a way that yeah. just says, Hey, look, you mentioned, you know, when we spoke that this was important to you, I thought you might value this and that's it. And by the way, how are things going? Not, oh, and by the way, did you get a chance to look at the proposal? Yeah. So that's the, that's what I would, that's how I would address it on an individual client level. And on a, yeah. on the big level of your dream is you got to weigh two things. You got to weigh the financial practicalities aspect of things. Like is the business objectively making money is it self-sufficient is it keeping itself alive and number two how much do i love doing this if it's not making money right now then you got to find something to make you money yeah but at the same time that doesn't mean you crush your dream you just keep doing your dream on the side yeah so okay. that once things change and the environment outside changes you can then just go right back to what you were doing. Mm. I can tell okay. you Viata, right now, as you know, I was, you know, speaking pretty much full time with my coaching yeah. and training and doing seminars yeah. for companies and that sort of thing. Well, in the last two years, I went to zero, completely went to zero, yeah. you know? Zero. So basically zero speaking what engagements, I did, you mean? Yeah, yeah, because there, there isn't any live events anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even online. 
there were some online things but not nowhere near and especially for me i come alive in person way more than when i'm you know using technology but yeah so i made a shift and what i did is i said all right if there's no more online or excuse me there's no more in person seminars i did do some um online workshops and seminars but it's not it's it's very difficult to do an 8 hour workshop like i used to do as you've attended before online yeah people yeah. just don't have that attention span so i did some short yeah. i did short stuff but what yeah. i also did is my my coaching business that i used to have at the exhibition uh, abu dhabi national exhibition center i basically yeah. just clo- closed my office and went completely yeah. online with coaching okay okay yeah the smart thing yeah. to do yeah yeah so and yeah. people don't mind you know one to one coaching online versus in person didn't make a difference at all i mean i'm probably busier now uh one to one so i just had to make that make that pivot and for some businesses it's definitely more challenging and they're going to have to get more creative and innovative if they want to keep their business alive and some people are going to have to just make an objective decision to say hey, look i got to close this down because it's not working yeah yeah absolutely so um, i i think that uh, yeah so what well, basically thank you for the <laughs> hold that you're giving us on never giving up on your dreams keep on knocking the doors keep on persevering keep on pursuing what you think you love what you feel you love and what you think it it is good for you so regardless of if it doesn't make any sense for anyone else so as much as long as it makes sense to you keep on doing and working on if you feel it in your gut you love it Thank you so much Dr. Udi for today. So we need to wrap up because it's almost 30 minutes. Thank you for your time. And I promise to the listeners that to be very short and sweet podcast. <laughs> so, uh thank you for the topic today building a mental core strength and I would love to get those two links of the YouTube videos so I can post it underneath. I'll share that post in the social media so people can reach out to you. Fantastic. Thank you Viara so much for having me. Have a lovely day and celebration of your son's birthday. God bless you. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye.